You're listening to the Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit MarathonChurch.org. We hope that this encourages you and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. What is up, my online church family? Uh, We're here. We are ready to go, and I'm excited about what God has in store for all of us today. And so um, I tell you what, I was supposed to be doing a message uh, about a Christmas movie, um, and uh, it was a movie called Klaus. And so I would tell you, go ahead and watch that movie. Today's message is not about that, but it is a great, great movie for you to watch with your family. It's safe. It's on Netflix, and um, it is a movie just about kindness and uh, about the traditions of uh, Christmas and what a great movie. It really is. So make sure you check that out. But unfortunately, we had to take a little bit of a twist. And um, this morning, like Eddie said, I am entitling my message uh, or my talk today, Peace on Earth. And so it goes well with Christmas and um, it goes well with where we are as a culture. And it's something I feel like that we all need uh, is a little bit of peace. Don't you guys agree with that? Yeah. So here's the deal. Um, I love Christmas. That's if you if you see me on Instagram or Facebook, you know that I love Christmas. If you know me for a while, I love Christmas, okay? And if you love Christmas, I want you to comment in one of the sections below that you love Christmas. Tell us like your favorite Christmas um, like tradition that you do. I would love to see some of those things on there. But I love Christmas. I've been listening to Christmas music since January 15th, 2020. Yep, that's right. I said that. January 15th, 2020 was the first time that I listened to my first Christmas uh, song of this year. My family, we watch The Grinch at least once, twice a month, all year long. I know, it's probably an obsession. I don't know, it might have something to do with the the birth of our Lord and Savior. I'm just saying it beats all the other holidays. Anyway, moving on. Um, Some of you are like me. You love Christmas and you love this season and some of you despise it and you will have to answer to the Lord Almighty for your wicked ways. Anyway, um, I just, I tell you, there's nothing like Christmas, but whether you are in love with Christmas or you hate Christmas or you're just in the middle and you're like, eh, you know, whatever, today's message is for you. It's not just a Christmas message. I think today we have something to, that we all can agree with, that we need more peace in the world. And so um, I think Here's, if I can tell you anything, online, listen to me. Don't turn off midway through, five minutes later. Don't um, go to your next online pastor in about 10 minutes. I'm gonna encourage you to do something today. I'm gonna encourage you to watch this message in its entirety. And I would encourage you, you can go and watch, like I watch all kinds of pastors, Ryan Leak, and I, I watch a bunch of other guys and, uh, throughout the week. You can do that. But today, on a Sunday morning, when you are watching with your family online, watch it in its entirety. Do the family ministry stuff, no matter where you're watching this from, or maybe you're, you've not been to Marathon before. We have family ministry stuff that is on our family ministry page that you can go watch. It's for your kids. Go watch that. Spend time. Make church a priority. Make church important to your kids, to your uh, the middle schooler, to the college kid. 
Let people know that church is important. And here's the reason why. I believe that this message has something for someone specific today. I totally believe that. I feel like the Holy Spirit led me to a statement um, that I'm going to tell you in just a minute. But I feel like today you need to hear this. And you, want, you may not be able to hear what God wants you to hear if you're bouncing around to different churches. I would encourage you to stick with this for the next 20 minutes. Next 20, 25 minutes. Stick with this. Holy Spirit led me to this comment that Christmas or seasons, let's just call it seasons because it may not be Christmas, but Christmas or seasons, whatever you're in, they don't wait until you're in the mood, right? They don't wait till you're in the mood. Christmas comes and goes, and I've heard it, I've said it before myself, I wish that I could have done this. I wish we could have prepared better. What? It's already Christmas Eve. You know what I mean? Like we have the Christmas shopping that's going nuts and crazy. And now it's online and you're trying to figure out, and is shipping going to be here in time? And I, you, we always look at it and we go, are we prepared? Are we ready? Oh man, like I, I wish that we could have got with our family. Like Christmas this season, it's not going to wait until you're ready. The season that you're in, it's not going to wait until you're ready to move on. Just because you want a better season doesn't mean you can pray, Lord, give me a better season. And all of a sudden, you're ready to go. It doesn't work like that. Christmas doesn't wait until you're ready or in the mood. It just happens. So many of us wish that we could have prepared differently for the season that we're in. But one of my questions this morning is, would you? If you knew what the season would be like when, when it's going to happen to you, would you be prepared? Would you prepare yourself? Would you be ready for it for when it does happen? I don't know. Some of us would like to say, absolutely, we would. And that's me. I'm in that category. I would like to say, yes, I am prepared for the season that's coming. But I know good and well that there's things in my life that distract me and make me go a different path and I'm not prepared when the season comes. Would you? Would you miss it? Would you miss that opportunity to be prepared? Because you are either rushing around trying to figure out what God is doing, right? A lot of us are, God, what are you doing? If I've, I wish I had a dollar for every time I've said that personally. God, what are you doing? Or we are complaining because it's not the season that we wanted, or we are not satisfied with the season that we got. And a lot of us, we miss it and we start getting mad at God or quite frankly, uh, a personal note, we get like you email the church or you call the church and you start complaining and you start dogging the church out because we're not in control. I'm just being honest this morning. I'm just being honest. We have story after story, excuse after excuse. And maybe you're waiting right now and you've got your fingers crossed because 2021 is magically going to bring peace. At 12 a.m., right? And uh, on January 1, all of a sudden, peace on earth is going to happen. Newsflash, probably not. Probably not. It's probably not going to happen. I pray that it does. How about that? 
I pray that God does some amazing things from now until January 1, and all of a sudden there's peace on earth. But are you ready? Are you prepared for what is to come in 2021? This could be a day-to-day thing that you're thinking about. This could be a week-to-week thing. This could be year-to-year. You're still trying to figure out the schedule of of your family and the ball games and all this stuff. There's still things that are happening. Are you prepared for those things? And a lot of you, I'm just going to say this, a lot of you have been living in fear and anxiety. You, You live in an uncertainty. And I'm speaking to myself when I say this. And what you need is peace. What you need is not just the peace that comes from a Hallmark movie. What you need is peace that only God can give. So what does that look like? Let's talk about that today. What does that look like? Well, let's start with those that are spiritually depressed. (laughs) Spiritually, this is what's funny is I went back and looked at my notes and Back in March of 2020, I made this comment. I said, some of us are spiritually depressed. Some of us are spiritually dry. And God is calling all of his people, calling all of his kids to rise up dry bones and proclaim the gospel. Rise up and be what God's called you to be. That was back in March. And here we are in December, December 6th. And I'm saying the same thing. Some of us are spiritually depressed. Some of us are spiritually dry. And the enemy has told us lie after lie, and we've been beat up on, and we are believing the worst about ourselves, about our family, about our world, about our country, and we are forgetting his promises. We are forgetting the biblical truths about our lives and what God says we are and what God says is ultimately what is victory we become spiritually dry. But here's the good news today. The good news is this, John 6, 35. Y'all ready for this? John 6, 35 says, then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. It's good news, right? It's good news. Because here's the thing. God is still God in every season. He is still the bread of life. That never went away. COVID can't take that away. 2020 can't take that away. He is still the bread of life. And and he promises, whoever will come to me will never go hungry. He will give you what you need. When's the last time that you went to God? When's the last time that you earnestly, not for the things that you want, but the things that God has for you. When's the last time you ask God, God, what, do you, what is your will for our lives? What's your will for my family? What's your will for my job? What's your will for my finances? Am I doing this right, Lord? When's the last time that you've connected to God? Somebody needed to hear that today. Somebody needed to hear that he's still the bread of life. He still brings dead things to life. <laughs> and that's good News, great news. If you feel spiritually depressed or dry and you're in need of peace or you you just need something in your life to go right this morning, uh, maybe you need something in your family to go right, your job or whatever, 
today's your day. Today's your day because you have an invitation to this free gift of peace. A free gift of peace. However, it will take action. Peace will take action. It means you might have to get your hands dirty a little bit. Are you prepared for that? So um, here's what I also think that peace uh, will take. I think peace will take you blowing leaves. Say what? Yeah. Okay. So here's the deal. I'm going to move around a little bit. Yeah. It's going to take you blowing some leaves. And here's what I mean. How many people out there have trees like in your yard? We're in a season where there are just massive amounts of leaves. Can y'all see that? Yeah, there we go. Like this is not what I'm talking about, massive amount, but this, you get an idea of this right here. Okay. So how many people have this? We're in this season. How many people have this at your house and you are, you are just like, oh my goodness, leave after leave after leave. I'll tell you, here's the thing. Me and my neighbor at my house, we have, um, these trees that go around our property and there's, they're massive. I mean, like years and years of, of just growth and they're just huge trees and I love them during the summer, but during the fall and during the winter, oh, they're a pain. They're such just a nuisance sometimes. Right. And so, um, here's what I'm getting at. My neighbor, he he comes over and he, uh, and he's, we're talking about the leaves and stuff like that. And we, are you ready for leaf season? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I got my leaf blower. I, I got it. I got it ready to go. And you know, you know, I, this is a, this is the simple version right here. This is a, the black and Decker and don't want to spend a lot of money, but I just need to get it off the porch kind of thing. This is it right here. Black and Decker. Well, um, he, he's got, he's got a little bit bigger one. And, and so he starts blowing his leaves and I'm like, okay, here we go. I start blowing my leaves. We start going, right? Well, here's the deal. Two days later, I'm looking out my window and I hear my neighbors crank up his uh, leaf blower. And I have this overwhelming just uh, again. And I literally look out my window and everything that was green that I had, like I have this green grass, right? And everything that was green is now brown, dead, dormant, just nasty. Two days ago, it was living, it was healthy, it was like, okay, now we're getting somewhere. And so I look at my neighbor and I'm like, man, he's, he's blowing. It, it literally takes us like about two hours or so to blow just the front yard or you know, in his yard. And I believe that like 65 to 70% of the leaves of, on his, his yard end up coming in my yard, right? End up coming in my yard. And so I stood, I stood at this, my big living room window and I was looking outside and I was thinking, God, I really don't want to do this. I don't want to just, this is, uh, this is not what I had on my list of things to do today. And I was staring at my yard and I was staring at what was once green and what once was full of life, ready for the days ahead. I was staring, just staring out there as my neighbor started blowing, blowing his leaves and I'm watching him. It was sort of therapeutic a little bit. And I, 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 I looked as everything looked dead. The trees, the branches, it just, it was cloudy that day, real gloomy. Everything, the millions of leaves, um, 
covered the ground, the top covering of the grass, and it all reminded me of everything being dead or dying. It's pretty morbid, right? That's every day of my life right there. No, I, I, I literally was looking out there, and, and I started thinking about that. started thinking about that analogy of the leaves, and it's an ongoing thing. For some of us, we're, we are spiritually and mentally dead. And you've forgotten the reality of the situation. You, you, you have forgotten. You're watching, like me, out your window of your life, and you're watching everything around you die. And from people's posts to TV shows you watch and everything that is around you in the, the news, everything around you, you're looking out your window of your life and saying, we're all dying and going to hell in a handbasket. This is not good. This, there's no way out. And you're looking and you're saying, I need peace. I need peace. I don't want to see dead leaves on my good green grass. I don't want to see that. I don't want to have to do that. Well, as I was reminded in scripture, I stood there and I, this is when the Holy Spirit just knocked me in the face. He said, Chase, sometimes you're going to have to, when you're staring at this big desolate yard of yours, right? And your life and you feel like everything's dead. You're going to have to put on the coat of righteousness, And you're going to have to walk out that front door and you're going to have to just go to town and start blowing some leaves, right? You're going to have to blow these leaves and just get them out and uncover the truth. You're going to have to uncover what's really under there because on the top, yes, there are dead things. Yes. On top, there are things that's going on, but what you don't understand is what's underneath is there's still time to, to grow, There's a whole world that's waiting underneath what is dead. There's greener grass that is waiting, but it's going to take you actually doing something, not just sitting there at your neighbor as he blows and finds out, ah, there is actually beauty under this dead thing. Guys, when I looked out there and I saw what was dead, in my yard, and then I looked at his yard, and I saw what was beautiful. All it takes is just a little time and a little effort to see what God truly is doing under dead things and lifeless things. I'm reminded of, a, of some scripture in uh, John. John chapter 11, I believe it is. Yeah, John chapter 11, verse 4. Jesus had a really good friend named Lazarus. I wish I had time to tell you the whole story. But uh, his friends, Mary and Martha, Lazarus was a brother, and Jesus uh, was just hanging out one day, and they called, they called Jesus like they had cell phones back then. They, they, they went to Jesus and said, hey, listen, here's the deal. Lazarus is sick, and he's dying. I, I need you to do something. I need you to, I need you to bring peace And this is just a side note for you today. John chapter 11, verse four says, when he heard this, this is Jesus. When he heard this, Jesus said, 
This sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory. Wait, what? But this is sad, Jesus. The sickness will not end in death. No, it's for God's glory. So that, the, so that God's son may be glorified through it. What appeared to Jesus' friends, Mary and Martha, about Lazarus seemed hopeless, like dead leaves on green grass. <laughs> Will it ever stop? Will the leaves ever stop falling? To them, it seemed hopeless, and, and it, it seemed like this was not part of God's plan. But Jesus saw the end result. Jesus saw the uncovered truth. Jesus saw the uncovered truth of what lay underneath all the dead and lifeless thoughts, the dead and lifeless things. Jesus saw that. Listen to me, everybody, if you're watching online, Jesus sees you. And he knows you by name. He knows how many hairs are on your head. He knows your pain. He knows your weakness. He knows your failures. And guess what? He still likes you. No, he loves you. He loves you. He sees that the Bible tells us, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, declare the Lord. Plans to prosper you. Not plans to, you know, just make it. And just skim by. No, God sees you and knows you by name and he has a plan for you. And he wants you to uncover the truth. But guess what? 2020 has made us spiritually lazy. 2020 has made us become where we are window watchers instead of out there doers of God's work. 2020, I love Church Online. This is a great resource. This is amazing. But I tell you, I'm just, I'm, I'm really pumped up about this, this thought this morning because I think someone needs to hear us say, church is essential. Church is important. God's word tells us to gather together and, and be equipped and learn. We have become, late, like I said, we become window watchers. I mean, seriously, I've been watching things that are posting and stuff like that. And we literally are sarcastic and we joke about how we don't need church. Are you kidding me? When does it stop? When does it become real to where it's not about you and your comfort. It's about you spreading the gospel at any kind of whatever it takes. If that means you have to get up and you have to put on your, this huge leaf blower just so you can uncover the truth so when people drive by, they see the real grass, they see the real you, they see who you believe in and what you believe, and they see the truth that Jesus is in control, they, if they see that there's no dead things in your yard, if that's what it takes, then get your hands dirty. Get your hands dirty. I'm just, I don't know, I, I get a little fired up because in my own life, I've had to fuss at my own self because I become lazy. I become lazy and I become where it, I literally had to remind myself to serve. I literally had to give my job away. Like I, I literally have to do these things. I have to remind myself, it's not about you chasing. It's not about you. Yes, the church is just a building, but those that make it up is the kingdom of God. Guys, it's time that we start 
not becoming this lazy window watcher and start becoming doers of God's word, showing kindness. I tell you, man, lines at stores like Lowe's and Home Depot (laughs) and all these other places, you actually see the true people. I can't tell you how many arguments that I've actually had to stop so people could just have a nice day. Jesus sees the uncovered truth. And I wish so bad that I could just scream to the top of my lungs on every news outlet, every social media post, that Jesus is the only hope that we have because he sees life when we see death. I want to scream out, Jesus is the only one that can bring dead to life. It's a proven fact. History has shown us that that is true. He's the only one that can bring dead things to life. When it comes to a disease, I don't care if it's COVID, if it's cancer or whatever, he is a healer. He's the miracle worker. He's the way maker. It's Jesus. It's not a president. It's not a, 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 some medicine. It's not. He is the cure. And you can sit inside and you can watch, be a window watcher all day long. But God is asking for his people to rise up. I feel like, I feel like Clark Griswold at the end of, of Christmas vacation where he's like, he's upset because he had Jelly of the Month Club instead of, um, instead of the bonus. And he's like, hallelujah, amen. You know, and he's so mad. That's what I feel like inside. I'm just, I'm so just blown away by what people are doing, including me. And I have to repent and I have to go back and I say, God, what is your will for me? God, how do I bring back peace? Don't become lazy. That's one thing that God's sharing with me. Don't become lazy. Don't become lazy and believe the lies that the enemy wants you to believe. You will never know what lies underneath until you get your hands dirty. You will never know what lies underneath until you actually feel the weight. (laughs) It's, It's your responsibility to get the good news of Jesus out there. It's your responsibility. Why are you waiting on a preacher? Why are you waiting on a church? It's your responsibility. That's what the Bible tells us. It's, it's our responsibility to be kind, to give, to serve. It's our responsibility. I go back to this in verse 25 of John 11. It says, Jesus said to her, talking about Mary and Martha, said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. And he says, do you believe this? Do you believe this? That's my question to you. Do you believe that? That's his words. Those aren't chastens. Those are his words. He's still the resurrection. And we forget so easy, easily because we become window watchers. 
And we're watching some people figure out what lies underneath. And we, for, and we forget, and, and we're just, we become like, ah, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. And we forget that our kids are watching us say, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll, I'll go to church online today instead of going in. I, I'll give tomorrow. I'll give next week. I'll serve next week. Your kids are watching you. Scripture tells us to um, raise them with a godly intent, with godly character, so they don't go on their own path and the enemy devours them. They're watching you. The reason why I'm saying that, and I'm trying not to get emotional, my son, um, Emerson, who's middle school, He's trying to figure out life. He's, he's such a cool kid. He's a little skater, a little rapper. And sometimes the rap is annoying, I know. But he's, he's, he's such a cool kid. But he's trying to figure out how to have peace with his friends, with um, being quarantined and he's trying to figure out how to spread the gospel and he, he made a comment trying just to do what was right and got blasted on social media called names and all kinds of stuff and it made me mad it made me mad but I got to thinking He's watching me respond. He's watching his mom, Casey, respond. We, we went to the mountains to, to get away for a little bit. And luckily, the cabin had Wi-Fi. And it landed on a Sunday, last Sunday. And the kids are watching me and, and Casey. And we felt led even though we were on a mini vacation trying to get away from everything that we could just spend time watching Christmas movies and stuff like that, we made a specific time to watch church. We made a specific time to say, Georgia, Emerson, Rollins, let's we have a family ministries, awesome family ministry department where they post all kinds of videos and stuff. Let's watch this. And we made sure that they knew what was important because they were getting blasted at school they're getting blasted on social media, on TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, with opinions and, and just, and it's time for us to rise up and say, what's going to bring, bring peace? Well, here's what's going to bring, bring peace. Feeling the weight and getting our hands dirty. Well, Chase, that's not peace. It, when I look at it, you know what brought peace? Crucifixion, that's what brought peace. Someone had to die in order to bring peace. Don't ever tell me that peace is this clean thing that's wrapped with ribbon and, and bows. That's not peace. The only peace that will satisfy is Jesus. And I encourage you parents to 
to actually show your kids what you believe. Show your kids that he is worth listening to and taking time to actually spend time with on a daily basis. As we close, here's, here's the idea. Peace is knowing everything may not be okay, but standing confidently knowing that God is with us in all of it. I'll say it again. Peace is knowing everything may not be okay, but standing confidently knowing that God is with us in every way. I mentioned that back in March as well. And I said, you have peace in your pocket always. Why? Because God is with you. Guess what? Let me check. Hold on. Let me check. Yep. You still have peace in your pocket because God is with you. Here's, here's a little bit. Uh, Matthew 1, 23. This is the Christmas part of the Christmas story. It says, look. A virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. Guess what Emmanuel means? God with us. That's the Christmas story. That it got so bad down here on earth that God had to send his one and only son, Jesus, to be born in this messed up, crazy world that we live so that we could have peace. And he wanted to remind you that Emmanuel, God with us, is here. That's a spoiler alert, I know. But look, here's the deal. You may not be able to change the season you're in. And I'm not just talking about Christmas. I'm talking about the divorce you're going through, the financial struggle you're going through, uh, the actual success in your business that you're, you're having right now. I'm talking every season of life that you have right now. You may not be able to change the season you're in, but you can change your spirit and your response. You may not be able to change the season you're in, but you can change your spirit. You see, we develop a godly character when we control the spirit that we have. When we control the mindset that we have, we become uh, not spiritually depressed anymore or spiritually dry. We become overflowing with just a great godly character. Here's what I mean. Romans 5, 3 and 4, the end of 3 says, suffering produces perseverance. And, and, and verse 4 says, perseverance, character. And character, hope. It just leads through your suffering. It leads on through your suffering. So I thought I would share with you I told you, I, I watch pastors throughout the week and different messages and stuff. And, and on Instagram, there's a guy by the name of Ryan Leak. He's an awesome dude. I, I actually got to um, hear him speak in person and a couple of times. And I followed him. And, and he said something on Instagram that just resonated with me. I'm just going to read it. it says, he says, although this year has been tough, you were made for tough times. You may be going through the fight of your life, but guess what? God has not forgotten you. 
Your steps are ordered and orchestrated and placed by an almighty God. Therefore, you could go into the wave saying, 2020 is the worst year ever. Or you can carry this mindset, or in my phrase, the spirit. You could carry this mindset that says, maybe I was born for 2020. Maybe I was born for a time such as this. And despite what my friends may say, despite what I might see on my phone, despite what other people might be posting, I'm going to carry a new mindset that says, you know what? I am here for a purpose. So I ought to start living my life with purpose. Guys, there's greener grass under the weight of dead and lifeless things. And every one of us, if we're being truthful, we see it. We see it. There's greener grass under there. Stop becoming a window watcher and go out and do it. And see for yourself what God has intended for you and your family in 2020. 2020 is just another year. It's how we respond to crisis that makes us who we are. Right now, our culture, from racism to political issues to uh, you name it, it's our response that has put us here. Our response of not being kind when we don't agree on certain things. You are made for this season, whatever that may look like. But you will never know what he can do until you uncover what shouldn't be there. What shouldn't be there? Fear. What shouldn't be there? Anxiety. What shouldn't be there? Hopelessness. What shouldn't be there? Becoming spiritually lazy. <laughs> Unkindness. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. That's, that's all the leaves I'm talking about. And they're weighting you and your family down. And how you respond, your kids are watching. How you respond, your friends are watching. How you respond, people on social media, they're watching. We were made for this. Don't just stare out your window watching someone experience the greater things of, that God has planned for you. My last point is this, your season, 2020, it could be Christmas, it could be whatever you call that season of your life, will either be your prison and it will hold you captive, or it can be your platform, but it's your choice. It's your choice. And people, more now than ever, they need to see the greatness of our God. People now more than ever need to see and feel and sense the realness of God's favor because they keep driving by your houses and they see all the dead and lifeless things. I hope today that 
you're encouraged to know that there is peace available. And, and God is giving you this gift of peace. But what if, what if that peace doesn't come in ribbons and bows? Instead, what if it comes in a leaf blower? <laughs> I don't know. Choice is yours. Uncover what's underneath because it's waiting for you. Peace on earth is here through Jesus Christ. Will you pray with me? Father, we, we are burdened. And a lot of us are hopeless. A lot of us are uncertain. Jesus, we, we need to see the realness of who you are. Lord, I don't know when you're coming back. I can't wait, but I don't think our work is done here on earth. So while we wait through the chaos, through the uncertainty, through the disease, Would you help us uncover peace on earth through your son, Jesus, and walking with him daily. Maybe in this season, God, we need to be reminded to put on the weight of your son and your kingdom and, and your glory. Maybe we need to put on that weight and we need to get our hands dirty. with every eye closed and head bowed. Maybe today you need to know Jesus first. We have our staff that's online. We also have our compassion pastor that's online. If you're watching on our online platform, there's a way that you can connect with us. There's also a way, I'm gonna say a prayer here in just a second. If you wanna receive Jesus for the first time, please let us know. So we can reach out there and say, hey, how you holding up? How you holding up with that? With that weight? I promise you it's better. If that's you today and you want to receive Jesus for the first time, will you pray this prayer? Say, dear Jesus, I'm sorry. Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, From this day forward, I make you Lord of my life. Jesus, help me make better decisions. Help me make wise decisions. From this day forward, you are my Savior. In Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, will you please let us know There's several ways of doing that. If you're watching on Facebook, will you comment below so we can be praying for you? Maybe today you need prayer for peace and your family. Maybe you've been quarantined with kids and you're about to go crazy. I'm with you. I know what that's like. (laughs) But what if we said it's an opportunity to show our kids peace?
when, he, when we have the opportunity to go crazy, but yet we actually turn around and we go, you know what? Let's go outside. You know what? Get off your games. You know what? Let's, let's talk. It don't always work that way, but at least let's try. Let's don't be window watchers. Don't be window watchers. Next week, I hope to see you here. And uh, Freedom Youth, if you are watching this and you have students, uh, our plan is to meet next week on Wednesdays. Um, We have two more weeks left of the year. Masks are required, though, for Freedom Youth um, from here on out um, just for safety and for those to help the schools out. We're asking that masks are to be worn the whole time. But I love you. I'm praying for peace on earth and your family. God bless you. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure to let us know by connecting with us online at marathonchurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at marathonchurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thanks for listening to the Marathon Church Podcast.